Good morning, everyone. It's Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. Welcome. Um, yeah, had a pretty good weekend. Very busy. Uh, didn't get to see everybody, but I saw a lot of old friends. So that was very nice. Um, tried a new drink for me, which was nothing special in terms of like, you know, it's going to blow your mind, but it was delicious. Um, Stella Artois makes a cider and I've never tried it. And I was out to dinner. I tried it and it was delicious. It's super appley. Um, some of the ciders I've had, you know, they kind of taste like, um, watered down beer or like the, the, the fruit, the, the cider part is, you know, it's just not right. It's too acidic. So I normally don't drink it, but that was a yummy. Um, so <laughs> just rando. You're welcome. Um, but I went to dinner uh, to celebrate my friend Kim. The first Kim I met, uh, her birthday. We had a very we had a couple of spirited conversations. I participated in one of them, and uh, the people at the table listen to this podcast. So all I'm going to say is. I continue to prove my point all the time. I don't need a history lesson. I know what America is built off of. I know what it is. I know what it's not. Uh, I went to Howard. I was deeply immersed in um, the African diaspora. Uh, all all of my professors, I would say 99% of my professors, well, actually about, not, yeah, 99% of my professors were black and they were black and what I guess people would call now woke. And every class was a black history class. I understand the history. is I'm not disputing it. I never will. But when I pull back and I can be objective and not just based on the fact that I grew up uh, middle class, because I'm 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 still a, a black woman in America. I understand discrimination I'm currently being discriminated against, (laughs) but I know that it's not as um, simplistic as, you know, white people hold black people down. You know, that's just that part happened. It did. But it's also more nuanced than that. There are a lot of women who will tell you it's oppressive out here. There are a lot of poor white people who will tell you it's oppressive out here. There are a lot of poor people in general. That's my whole point. And, and, and to, to get so emotionally charged up and try to explain to me what I don't understand. I I understand it. I've just moved past that part. We have to move past things in order to evolve. That's how it works. Anything that, that, that's such a hot point and a sensitive point for you, no matter where you are in your life, no matter what you're talking about, you haven't moved past it because it's too much emotion around it. And so, you know, I don't need to be schooled on what what's going on. I know what's going on. I know what happened. I'm talking about what can we do from where we are now? Because as Americans, I mean, the idea of America is amazing. If you just look at the concept of it, it's awesome. But it wasn't designed for anybody who wasn't white, male, and wealthy. Because owning land at that time meant you had money. So it was a country designed for wealthy white men, period. So, of course, you fast forward now, there are plenty of people who aren't wealthy, 
Uh, There are plenty of wealthy people who aren't white or male or landowners. (laughs) They may, uh, you know, they may have a portfolio of something here and there, but you can get wealthy now in different ways. And so now I get it. Everybody wants everybody to acknowledge the wrongdoings. I get it. That would be great. Reparations would be excellent. Just to be fair, is that going to happen? Probably not. So now what do we do? We we know the problem. What's the solution? Continuing to talk about the problem ain't the solution. And people, you cannot have a real conversation because like that was the point I was trying to make because race is it, just it just fires people up to the point where they they can't even be objective. And they can't even, and you can still be right. No one's trying to say you, you're not right. Just move past that. <laughs> what's the solution? I'm, I'm all about what's next. Because we have, we have been to this point where everyone's just this angry cauldron and America's racist and everybody racist and, you know, which I don't agree with. Everybody's not racist. And everything is a racism. But this this inability to separate the topics, you can't even broach it because then people are like, well, you don't, you obviously don't know you ain't woke and you don't, you don't see what I see. I don't need to see what you see to know the facts. I know what happened. I know what I, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. And don't discount what I know and what I've seen because I have. I'm not talking from any standpoint that I don't know what's going on. I'm not some uh, like that chick, that white Republican or that black Republican chick who, you know, kind of sounds crazy sometimes. I don't know all her stuff, but it's like sometimes she just comes down when I read the headlines. It's like, what is she talking about? You know, I'm not that I'm coming from a complete understanding, but I'm also ready to move to whatever's next because I'm, I'm tired of having the same conversation. And that conversation always gets hijacked by race. It just does. There's a reason why the 1% likes that too. Because then you can get distracted and off topic and you're so mad. You're, there's, we're never going to make any progress. And I love how people keep coming up with, with words and phrases. and But that's not real, you know? I, I, and the most abused phrase right now in the world is transparency. That is ludicrous. No one's transparent. In fact, now I'm going to start thinking when people say they're transparent um, or they're going to run a transparent uh, campaign or that I just I'm not going to believe them. And I'll tell you why. I just started this documentary called uh, Crime of the Century on HBO. I'm right in the middle of it. It's it's I'm not I wish they had split it up into parts, but uh, more parts because they did two two hour episodes. Um, I really wish they had done, you know, hour long episodes because it's a lot of information to digest. But the big crux of the picture is uh, one of these catchphrases we hear all the time, which is opioid crisis. Basically, the opioid crisis was created and uh, funded and supplied by basically one company. And that's Purdue, the people who gave us OxyContin. And the this 
documentary is so well done. It's Alex Gibney, who's one of my favorite filmmakers. Um, he just lays out the facts, and I love it. He does not um, manipulate people. He doesn't try to skew or create any bias. He just puts it out there, and you get to decide, you know, yes, this is egregious. <laughs> and he's done that. My favorite documentary that he did, which is probably just because it was the first one that I was like, oh, I like documentaries. Uh, the Smartest Guys in the Room about Enron. And I was working at a business school at that time. And I just remember how much hype that company got. It was on the cover of Fortune or Forbes a lot. And uh, the, I can see the two guys now. They were being touted as these geniuses. And it just turned out to be one giant, like, Ponzi scheme. I don't even know if it was a Ponzi. It was just fake. It was just, they just lied. They lied about everything. And at least the two of them had to go to jail. Um, you know, I still don't know if I believe the one guy died in jail. They had that much money. I think he could have made himself disappear and be about to die, like, for real, like, right now. Because he was kind of the older guy, but... I mean, they, if you get a chance to watch that one, that's a good one too. Uh, the smartest guys in the room. I don't know where that would be, but just Google it. It was really well done. And so he's bringing that kind of um, thorough examination to the opioid crisis. And not only was it, there were so many people who were complicit in making this a thing, including the U.S. government. Because there was a rogue guy who just never reported, um, you know, to the FDA that this drug was highly addictive. They just sort of lied. <laughs> Basically, there's no other way around it. I mean, it it is fascinating. And then you just watch how. And I love the diversity of the victims, you know, of the of of this drug, the the parts of the country, you know. I hear all the time about how, you know, when you're in an urban environment, everything is about all the poor people, which is code for black. But when you go to West Virginia, you get to see, you know, the poor people are white and they they come from these uh, like coal backgrounds and um, a lot of these little small areas that depended on on certain things that to manufacture to survive. They just get ravaged by drugs, ravaged and so it was just it's just a fascinating thing to watch. Um, and I guess my point, my big picture point, like, well, watch that because it's really very good and very telling. And we should be ashamed and appalled. And we would hope it wouldn't happen again. But I'm sure it will, because where you ever wherever you have greed, you have people who are willing to sacrifice their character. You know, they just will. They're people. The glitch in the human design is greed. And my big overall point for for these topics that I've discussed basically is, you know, we we need to be more if we're going to be the country that we could be, we're going to need to be less greedy, less resentful, more hopeful and, um, you know, more action oriented and like 
we fall a lot for when people tell us they care and they're, they, you know, they're trying to fix problems. But there are just too many people out here who don't want to serve the people. They just want to serve themselves. They want to look like they're serving the people and they want to give you the appearance. Like Marco Rubio was on um, was on 60 Minutes last night. And just as soon as his face came up, I was thinking, I don't even know what you're talking about. But if you are behind it. I mean, I, you've lost so much credibility with me at this point. I don't even know what you're, I can't even focus on what you're trying to do. Whatever it is, I think it might be BS, so I'm not going to listen. I mean, we've gotten to that point, you know, and so many people want to give the illusion of help, but it's, you've just seen it time and time again, they're helping themselves. So what can we do as individual, regular citizens to begin to affect change? Because that's the way you make change. You change your your street, you change your community, you change your metropolitan area, and we just do that one, you know, section at a time. Because it starts with us. And and you have to, you know, you can be in it and immersed in it and still, you know, you don't have to be of it. And you can't be of it to come up with a solution. You gotta come up with a solution. And that's really all I care about is, okay, everything you said is a million percent true. Now, what's the solution? That's all I, that's all I ever do. That's all this podcast is about, making you look at things in a different way. And so now what do we do? We got all that out. You, you dead ass. You right. Boom. Now what? And I guess that's my whole point. So, and I'm not, I'm not, I've made these points at the table, so I, I don't want anybody to feel like I'm having a conversation I was too scared to have. I mean, this was, these were the points I was trying to make and I made it, you know, America has not done great by women, by women of color, single people. Hello. Um, you're almost, uh, financially obligated to get married just for tax purposes, um, you know, and they want you to have all these kids, but then there's the employment tax. Cause as soon as you, the pregnancy tax, as soon as you go back to work, you know, you make less, you've been, uh, kicked out of, you know, the, the track to get promoted. I mean, you're punished as a woman for a lot of reasons. And, you know, they're just trying to funnel you to get married and have kids, but also be dependent upon your husband. That's not good for anybody because I don't know if anybody's checked. It's a lot of dudes out here that ain't husband material. I'd rather be by myself. There you have it. All right. I don't know how to spin that and make it possible. <laughs> it just is what it is some days. You know what I'm saying? But you can go out here and affect change in your world. And um, you can be start to be part of the solution and not the problem. And uh, everybody's not a victim of something, you know, every, we have choices. We get to make choices, you know, so we got to be held accountable for some of the choices we make that perpetuate some of the negative situations we continue to find ourselves in. And that applies whether you're a man, a woman, a black person, a Jewish person, it don't matter whatever your persuasion is. It does not matter. You know, you get to choose as a human how you want to live your life. And yeah, depending on your circumstances, 
You may have more choices than some people, or you may have fewer choices than some people, but you still get to decide and craft a strategy to give yourself the life that you want. And I won't be uh, convinced otherwise because I know that to be true. I know that to be true. My circumstances could look as bleak as anybody's. Yes, I grew up in a middle-class family, but we were working-class middle-class. And there was no pot of gold waiting for me when I graduated from college. They spent their money on my education, and they were like, the rest is on you. And that was a gift, and I'm thankful for it. It took me a while to get thankful for it, because at first I was like, wait, what? (laughs) And I had friends who had, you know people who could bankroll their first few years into the world. I didn't have that. And it took me a long time, but I'm here. I'm doing well. I have my health. I have my brain. I have good people around me who love me and support me. And, you know, in many, many ways, I'm the wealthiest woman in the world. And I think you hear these podcasts and and you stumble upon this podcast for a reason. And I just want you to know that you're you're good and be encouraged wherever you are be encouraged wherever you are you can do this and you can and you will be successful you just got to get out of your own way make good decisions get a strategy and and go to the stratosphere no excuses even when the excuses are fucking epic no excuses And you could be dead ass right, but still, no excuses. Just go for it and just give it a shot. Put your burdens down. Put all the reasons that that you ain't successful and your family hasn't been successful and your friends ain't successful. Put all that to the side for a minute. You're right. They're all right. You're completely justified. Stop thinking about those things and start thinking about the things you want and how you're going to get there. And don't even worry about how. Just focus on what you want. What do you want your day to look like? What do you wish for your kids? What do you hope for your family? And focus on that and see if that doesn't change. And it's going to be hard because some of y'all are stubborn. I was definitely one of them. I had to almost die to realize that my perspective was completely fucked up. So don't do that. But if it helps you to know that I had to go through a near-death experience to evolve, you know, uh, don't do that if you don't have to. I'm I'm encouraging you to evolve without doing that. All right, I'm done. I hope you have a wonderful Monday. I hope you have a great week. I'll be back tomorrow, but I like to bless a whole week. You know, I like to, I'm a big picture person. So I'm blessing your week. Uh, thank you for listening. I really, truly appreciate it. The numbers are going up. I You guys are the best. And I really, 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 really appreciate everybody who listens and all the good feedback. Go ahead and give me those five stars. I don't get a lot of, uh, uh, you know, ratings on Apple, but the ones I have are good. So keep going. Let's just keep going and uh, check out the website, madlovepodcast.com. I'm going to post some links uh, on the blog. And yeah, check out that movie if you get a chance. That documentary is amazing. HBO is on fire. Mayor from Easttown. I'm going to check out last night's episode today um, at some point, you know. It's just, it's a good time to be alive. So don't forget that. Be your best.